Hello and welcome to the podcast Love, Life and Loss. This week you're going to hear Lily's story. Listen as she tells us about her traumatic pregnancies and the miscarriage she experienced in between them. She goes into detail about her pregnancies and the impact these had on her. In this episode, Lily talks from the heart and gives her honest truth. So please join us. And welcome to the podcast, Love, Life and Loss. Thank you for joining us today, Lily. Hi. So really what today is about, talking about your story. So it's a podcast called Love, Life and Loss. So we talk about love, life and loss. So do you want to tell us your story from the beginning? Yep. Okay. So um, in 2008, when I was 23, I fell pregnant with my first son Um, And I had a really straightforward pregnancy for the first part, first trimester. Um, But I had this like niggling feeling that something was wrong. Um, And so I, and I didn't want to wait till I got to 12 weeks for my scan. So when I think I was around 10 weeks, I um, went to like a walk-in centre and said, I'm having sort of periody type pains, which I had been in retrospect quite normal in the first part of your pregnancy yeah um, it was your first pregnancy but it was so my first pregnancy it's now, yeah and like I say I just had this niggling feeling that something was wrong and so um I went and I had this scan and they said that the baby was fine but um I did have a cyst on my left ovary um and so then they watched it for a short time and then when I, and it was growing um and so uh, before they took it out it was they said it was the size of a small orange that's quite big then yeah it was quite big (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I was tiny at the time I was really slim size eight and I had obviously a growing baby in there so um they wanted to take it out they weren't sure whether it was cancerous I think they thought that it was um because it was so large and it was growing so quickly so I had an operation um where they cut me from below my belly button to almost like the top of my nunny but like you know right at the top sort of like where my um, trouser line is almost and um and yeah took took um my whole left ovary out actually because the cyst had wrapped itself around my left ovary and it was like dead it was black and dead yeah so then they couldn't say how long it had been there or um you know anything but um it wasn't cancerous they tested it and it wasn't cancerous and the um when I spoke it was a professor who um who operated on me and when he rang me to tell me that it wasn't cancerous I interestingly actually at the time I I don't think I really considered that I was just worried about losing my baby yeah so just to clarify yeah. when you had the cyst removed or your ovary removed yeah he was pregnant at the time so. I was I was 16 weeks pregnant yeah and the reason it would ordinarily be sort of keyhole surgery although mine would have had to have been a bit larger than keyhole because the size of the cyst but because I was obviously pregnant they had to open me right up to go around 
the baby. That must have been so scary. It was really scary. And my I didn't hadn't realised that my whole family were more concerned that I had cancer. But I was just worried about losing my baby. I don't think that really, I didn't really comprehend. Instinct, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I had that, that all went fine anyway. And then, and he rang me maybe a week or so later and said, I'm just letting you know that you haven't, you know, we did tested it and it's, um, it's not cancerous. And then, and I asked him about having babies in the future, like what would it mean? Because obviously I only had one ovary and he said, well, we can't tell you how long it was there before. So you may have got pregnant on one ovary. We just don't know. And, um, he said, all I can say is don't leave it too long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So good, good information to have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then after that, my pregnancy was absolutely fine. So apart from the massive life-threatening operation that we both went through (laughs) actually the pregnancy was quite normal (laughs) other than apart from that small thing so then I had um forceps delivery with him um I was like three four days late four days late um an episiotomy obviously and um some stitches fine recovery fine really enjoyed it having you know small baby I was obviously knackered but he was pretty good I mean he slept sort of four hourly between breastfeeds right from the word go oh, that is good yeah he was quite a chill baby and then um despite the fact that the professor had told me not to wait too long I wasn't really in a position um because me and his dad um split up probably I think Caleb was about a year old and um we split up then and then I was just on my own a single parent for a long time I was living in Manchester at the time that's where Caleb was born and then um, we relocated to be near my family. I, I do have family in Manchester, but to be near my mum's side of the family and, um, and my friends uh, that I went to school with. So we moved and um, that's where I stayed and I was on my own until about 2016, 2017, when I met my partner. and. Um, it was just me, him and Caleb for, I don't know, maybe three or four years. Yeah. And then um, we sort of accidentally fell pregnant. It was not a planned thing. And um, we fell pregnant. My partner was really, really reluctant and scared. Um, was this his first? It was his first child, yeah. He has got a dog that he sees as a child. <laughs> However, it was his first human child. <laughs> and um yeah he was absolutely petrified and he to to the point where he was like saying to me I I don't I don't know if I can do this and I was saying I'm you know I'm not gonna have a termination so that's just the way that it is and then he was even saying things like I don't even know if I want to have babies like ever but I think because he was just he'd never considered it really and it's quite scary isn't it especially if you're not if you're not planning I mean it's scary enough to plan for a baby but to it, for it to be crushed upon you and you not expecting it at all, then yeah, it can be quite scary and daunting. Yeah, he was absolutely petrified. Uh, I mean, we were living together and everything at the time. So like, you know, circumstantially, from my point of view, obviously having done it before and survived on my own mostly, um, it was, I you know, it was scary, but it wasn't um, 
I mean, he was absolutely petrified. And so during that time, it was really difficult. Um, you know, at one point, like we even talked about splitting up. I don't think that was when I was pregnant, though. Or maybe it was. I can't remember. It's kind of all. It's I a bit of a. Um, I don't think it was. I think no. that might, that conversation might have happened afterwards. But there was a, when he was saying he didn't. Yeah, there was a conversation about him not knowing if he wants to have children at all, and me being adamant that I did because yeah. that was always something that I'd wanted to have more kids. And I could see myself, you know, I, I wanted to have kids with him because um, it, to me, it feels like the natural progression of a relationship. Whereas for him, he felt like I'd fast forwarded probably about 10 to 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't like know, he must have been wanting to be 50 when he had his Yeah, he was like Peter Pan at the <laughs> yeah. time. So for him, he was like, well, I wasn't even considering that for like another, well, I don't know, like 10 years. And I suppose because you you had Caleb as well, he you already had your family. Yeah, in his mind, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd adopted a whole family. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically, then my pregnancy that that pregnancy to start with was fine. Again, I'm not like particularly sick when I'm pregnant, so I'm quite lucky in that sense. And um, but again, I was very very anxious. And I went for a couple of scans. I had one at the early pregnancy unit because I was, again, having period pains. And then I, they wanted to see me again after two weeks. So I went back and I was like eight weeks and two days or something. And everything was fine. Baby was developing really well. And then I, it was my birthday. It was, it, I was about 10 and a half weeks or something, almost 11 weeks. And it was my birthday. And we felt like, bearing in mind at this point now, I was literally, I felt like I was start, starting to look pregnant. Like my body was changing. I still felt very pregnant at this point. And um, we felt like it'd be really nice to be able to tell Caleb that I was pregnant because it was my birthday. And, you know, it could be like a, special thing yeah a little present for him yeah yeah um so we told him we bought him a little card that said you're going to be you know Caleb will be my big brother or something and he was so excited we videoed it I still can't bring myself to watch that video but I've got it I haven't deleted it um and um then a couple of days later I started to sort of I wasn't bleeding per se, but I, it was like, um, I suppose, without being too gruesome yeah, and graphic, <laughs> it was just like fluid, maybe, like a bit of fluid, and, it, and it, it just didn't feel right, and I spoke to my midwife, but then, and then it progressed, I spoke to my midwife, and I, I basically couldn't get hold of her and um I couldn't really get hold of the early pregnancy team and then it was Friday this was like on a Thursday or something and then it was Friday and I thought I can't wait until Monday I think I think this is how I remember it anyway so I managed to get a private scan <clears throat> but the only place I could go was Luton and then <clears throat> George was at work my partner was at work in London um so I dropped Caleb off to my cousin's house and I drove to Luton and they gave me a scan 
and I could see straight away I could see the baby just like just sitting at the bottom of my womb but just like obviously not moving I knew straight away it just was like totally different to anything and I think at that point I knew anyway really hence why I was so panicked you have your you have mother's instincts don't you it's really crazy and bizarre how it works it's crazy you do how you just know what's going on with your yeah, body you you without even knowing it's so crazy like yeah how i don't i mean i don't upset you but no how if you can remember back to being in the bed and seeing that yeah. image how what went through your, what was the first thing that went through your head i just was like it's dead that was the first i was very like it was just like a fact in front of my face um and then obviously then i started to feel a bit tear and then i just wanted to get the fuck out of there excuse my language but I was like in this strange little it was like almost like a little house it wasn't a house but it just it was just weird and I I was on my own I didn't have anybody with me so yeah and I just wanted to get out of there so that I could cry basically and but also she said the baby was eight weeks and two days old which was that's how they much they measured that's how they measured okay so so, the very day to the day that I'd been for my previous scan when everything was fine. And that could just be that, because bear, but bear in mind by this time I was like 11 weeks. Yeah. So the baby is, is, was still there after all that time. Like my, it hadn't passed naturally. No. And my body was telling me I was pregnant for all that time. Yeah. Like I was still, I my belly was growing. Like I, I felt very, very pregnant up until probably a couple of days before when okay. when I'd started yeah we're dipping yeah yeah and so then um I uh obviously was really tearful on my way home I was just, I was felt really I felt really really alone actually because obviously my partner had not been not that he wasn't supportive well I suppose he wasn't supportive because he was too busy thinking about himself not in this particular this particular part of it but just in the lead up to it yeah so I kind of I felt pissed off with him I was angry because I thought it's you (laughs) and I had to check myself do you know what I mean like I had to have a word with myself at that moment and think you're being irrational you cannot think like that because obviously it's not him no it's not but you were reacting to trauma yeah 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 so um you know obviously I rang him immediately and he you know was had an appropriate reaction that I imagine came from kind of guilt and also feeling bad for me because he knew that I was in pain and then um and then I they, I rang the midwife and she said look you know basically what's going to happen is you can either come in to the early pregnancy unit and we'll give you like a tablet that will help it pass or you can wait for it to pass naturally and I suspect that that's what's going to happen in the next couple of days and so I just decided to wait I was just trying to get my head around it really to be honest but I decided to wait and gradually over the next day or two I started getting like period pains but like quite bad period pains but they were coming and going and then we went to bed one night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was literally like having labour pains but kind of like the the you know when it's just starting to get to established labour like almost approaching that really intense part 
and then I was kind of writhing around the bed uh, a bit and um my partner woke up he was really calm I was so happy to be at home I'm so I was so glad sorry a part that I did miss out is when that first happened and I got back from that scan and I spoke to the midwife she did that their their thing is to say go to A&E okay so do what? I don't know because all I was thinking when I was sat there I needed to go for a wee and I went for a wee in the toilet and I was thinking I don't want to have a miscarriage on this plastic toilet that's all I kept thinking and I was trying to read this book because I was trying to be normal but I just kept crying and I just felt so sad and I was on my own again but that was a choice I'd chosen to go alone um because that's I think that's how I grieve alone I prefer that yeah I think I think a lot of people do Mm. and I think that sometimes when you're in those situations you do feel alone even though you've got your partner he's going through the same thing that you're going through but it's not the same as and as awful as that sounds it isn't the same because he's only he's dealing with the emotional side of things you're dealing with the emotional and the physical yeah definitely and I don't I can't even really remember they're just asking questions there I don't think I, was gonna say, I think maybe happened? I don't know I think they just I can't really remember it's all a bit of a blur I think they just asked me questions and were like, are you bleeding? I think that's the reason why it's their like protocol or whatever is in case you're bleeding heavily. So okay, as protocol, they have to do that? something, DNC or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, I wasn't and they said fine. And I just wanted to go home. And they, I knew that I wanted to, for it to happen at home. So um, anyway, fast forward again, a couple of days. And my partner had gone to run me a bath and... Uh, I actually never made it into the bath. Um, and then after, when it when it happened and it passed in the toilet, which sound, it felt so wrong. The whole thing felt really wrong. Yeah. Afterwards, I panicked and I couldn't flush the chain. So then I came sort of bounding out of the bathroom and was saying, oh, it's in the toilet, it's in the toilet, it's in the toilet. And George was really calm and saying, it's okay, it's fine. I'm going to go and flush the toilet now, okay? And he was just so calm the whole way through. Um, but not in a, like, a nonchalant way, just, you know, trying to stay really calm yeah, for me. Yeah, so he probably thought that's what you needed. Yeah, and it was what I needed, to be honest. That's why I wanted to be at home. So um, then after that, I, to be honest with you, I think I took a couple of paracetamols and ibuprofen and, and just, like, shut down. My body just was, like, shut down. I went to sleep until the next morning and then obviously woke up feeling really empty and horrible and then it took a couple of days before I could even tell Caleb my son um and do you know I don't even think I didn't do it George George took him out somewhere and told him because I didn't feel like I, I didn't want to cry in front of him yeah um and I just felt like numb just totally numb I didn't even I like I felt really sad really sad but just also numb like I couldn't feel anything else but sadness yeah well yeah because you're grieving and this is the thing and this is one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast why I'm doing this podcast is because it is important and you were you were grieving yeah it was a loss and no matter how big or small it was a loss yeah and I always say whether the loss is always the same 
it's a miscarriage or if it's a baby if it's you know you're giving birth to a baby and losing your baby the loss is the same the trauma yeah. differs but yeah, the yeah, loss is the same yeah. and so we all grieve and it's not we're not given that space to grieve in society I don't think when it's a miscarriage no no not at all I mean just even saying oh yeah go go to a hey yeah it's just I think that's a true representation of how just I don't know underappreciated or recognized it is but for how traumatic it can be especially if you as I mean it was traumatic for anybody but if you are later on or if you have had multiple miscarriages you know there's so many contributing factors but it was traumatic and it was horrible um and then after five, I had five, I, I had five days off work and then I wanted to go back to work because I felt I could feel myself just like spiraling and thinking I could just stay in this house and watch shit TV yeah. and eat chocolate for the rest of my life. But yeah. I've got a job that I actually really enjoy and, I, you know, I need to get back to it. I work with children with special needs and special needs teacher, so... Uh, and they bring joy and yeah. just pure innocence. But it's a good distraction sometimes. It is, yeah. And I'm lucky. To, I was lucky to have that. That I, you know, from my point of view, for me, not to work in like an office where I might wander off and think about it. Those yeah. guys kept me on my toes. There yeah. was no dwelling. Kept you busy. They did. How was you physically? Uh, physically, well, obviously, I was still bleeding when I went back to work. But um, well, so how long did you bleed for? Because I mean. Everyone does react yeah. differently to how long they bleed for. And, um, I think I bled for about three weeks, but I, but not like, I think the last week or so, it was just like not heavy at all. That, is quite, that is quite a long around. time, though. Yeah, I suppose. You know, when you, after you've had a baby, people yeah. bleed for that long. I mean, it was just a long. really weird thing because when I thought about it afterwards, obviously an eight-week fetus is not that big. Yet, when I was having those pains and those contractions, I could feel it was my cervix opening to let it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And literally, I could feel that that was what was happening. And obviously, having had another baby since that, when I first felt those pains, that's what I thought of. Oh, well, that must have been quite triggering then. Yeah, it was a bit, but I... Yeah, I suppose it was a bit, but it was, that was the first thing that I, I thought, I know this pain. Okay. Like, I've had this pain not that long ago. Re was it, that doesn't sound really weird, but was it reassuring in a way? That yeah, yeah, that was, right yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like, yeah, I did, didn't make it, I suppose it was triggering because I thought of it. So, yeah, it was a trigger, but I didn't feel panicked by it or like, I was weirdly quite calm, but obviously... One of our closest friends delivered me. I was very lucky. So the whole situation was, um, and I'd done it before. I'd had a child before. It's not yeah. like the fear that you go in when it's your first child and yeah. you're like, what the hell? And, you've, and you'd also got past that milestone. Yeah. You've got past that stage. And, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you got to see him grow in and really a scammer. So we're, we're yeah, jumping. We're we are jumping. Forward. Yeah, we so are. go back. So you went, you went back to work after five days. Went back to work. My boss caught me in the corridor and said oh it was that was on the on the I'd already been back like I don't know a couple of days or something and she caught me in the corridor on the Monday she was like oh Lily can't believe you're back you know I was like I've been back 
been back since like Wednesday <laughs> but I just hadn't seen her and she was like oh gosh I wasn't expecting to see you back for a while and I, I just said no I need I needed to come back but on the day that I got back my line manager um and another one of my colleagues who's like the safeguarding manager um, shared an office and as soon as I got into work I went straight to them and they were so sweet they were Good. really just so sweet yeah they were just so lovely and they were I remember the one of them said to me if you need to just come in here and stare at the wall for a little while then do it like they were just really I don't know whether maybe she'd had a miscarriage in the past. Maybe she was talking from experience. It felt, it felt, it certainly felt like they really just understood. And, um, you know, I was a bit tearful when I first went in and they were saying, you know, you sure you're right? Make sure you take a break and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I went off to my classroom and because of the nature of my job, I have a large team. So then I had to go back and my team knew because of, again, the nature of my job from a safety point of view. I told them that I was pregnant because there's certain things that you can't do. So um, obviously they all knew because I'd been in touch with my sort of right-hand gal there and she informed them. So I didn't have to do that, but everyone was just really sweet. But it was weird because you almost have this, I remember feeling like, because I told quite a few people, like a sense of embarrassment almost. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's like you kind of, yeah, you feel a bit, and it's awkward, you think it's awkward sometimes because you're waiting for people to ask you, the people that knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to say, no, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then explain what happened. Yeah, it just wasn't very nice. And also another thing that I felt that I haven't mentioned is like I felt a betrayal from my body for lying to me. That's what, that was my immediate, that was probably one of my immediate responses once I'd gotten my head around it. And certainly because it happened so quickly after the scan, it was literally maybe 36 hours to when it passed. And it was just so weird that my body had lied to me for all that time. Like literally I've still got photos of on my phone of me in front of the mirror, like to the side, you know, you know, when you're starting to get a bit bigger and you start taking pictures and uh, you know, when I look back on that now, I, I was, was looking for some photos the other day and I, I I bypassed that and I thought it's just fucking crazy that my baby was dead yeah. and I thought I was still pregnant I just felt a massive sense of betrayal especially because I listening to you you you've been so in tune with your body yeah yeah you always knew when things weren't right yeah, yeah. things were going different yeah. when they shouldn't have been doing what they were doing so mm. but maybe it was a blessing in disguise I mean sometimes I hate when people say that yeah but you had a li- you had that little bit longer in bliss, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah, rather than for it to, to know that it happened and either, well, probably, to be honest, I would have chosen to have the tablets, I imagine. It was only because the midwife said to me, look, normally it's about three weeks, so it's going to be any day now that I thought, mm. and then I thought, well, I'll wait a couple of days. I think I thought I'll wait over the weekend and it happened, like, on a Sunday night or something. So, um, yeah, and then after that, it was just like I'd still felt really tearful every now and again, like when I wasn't working or just at weird times. I remember like putting my mascara on one day and just I would burst into tears. That's what it was. I wouldn't even necessarily feel sad. 
and then it was just like it would just creep up on me and I'd have a little cry and then I'd get over it really quickly but it was happened frequently but did you find that was something you did in private or did you feel comfortable to do that in front of your family and friends no that's something I do in private but then that's me all over isn't it really I talk but I don't really convey emotion yeah, so, so that talk one. about my emotions yeah. and, and emotional episodes that I've had. I was going to say, when it's in the past. But people rarely witness, I have to be in a really bad place. I'm, I know you've seen me upset before, but probably I can't, probably few and far between. What about George? Did you feel like you could cry in front of George? Yeah, I did feel like I could cry in front of George. Good. But I think after a few weeks, I started feeling a bit like maybe I was rinsing it times time yeah like for him from his point of view he didn't make me feel like that yeah but I felt like there was a time limit on it yeah Uh, yeah I get that I felt I felt that so many times you know felt like oh it's been three weeks now yeah yeah people got something you know you know you're milking it yeah yeah so I did feel a bit like that and with everybody to be honest not because people maybe feel like that just how I felt yeah but I think that's just a, the society we live in. So anyone that's listening, you don't have to stop crying after three weeks. No, you don't. Because that is not that is not how it really works. No. That is not life. Don't hide away because it is hard. It's it is really hard. And actually, hard. we should feel able and comfortable to be able to express ourselves and to be sad. You know, gosh, yeah. it is. So, it, it's it's a loss at the end of the day, and yeah. it's a, it's it is heartbreaking. Yeah. It is, and there really isn't a time limit on it because also there's other things that happen between that can make you feel sad. So not long after that, my cousin fell pregnant and I remember feeling really jealous about that and feeling like she told me really early on and I thought, why the fuck did she tell me <laughs> so early? You're so selfish. Yeah, like, why tell me now? <laughs> just wait till you were 12 weeks so <laughs> yeah. I could have just felt a bit better. But actually, as it turned out, she had a horrible loss, really traumatic, way more traumatic than mine. And then I felt horribly guilty that I'd felt so um, jealous yeah. of her. Like it was just a really messed up scenario. So couple, my cousin who I'm very close with, she's, you know, my best friend. And then a couple, you know, you fell pregnant, I think, during that. I remember feeling jealous about you, but everybody felt like everybody was falling pregnant and I felt jealous about people at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about a year later, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was and and at this point, I was thinking, well, I I want to have another baby, and but and by this point, George was not ruling it out anymore. He'd come round to the idea. However, we were not actively trying. <laughs> okay, you know the irony is that like the people that fell pregnant in between, we all lost our babies. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so, you know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the world works in mysterious ways. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It but really it's does. it's not unnatural to feel jealous when you've lost a baby mm. and then to someone close to you falls pregnant. Yeah. That is the most natural feeling in the world because that is what you wanted. So yeah. you're gonna feel you're gonna feel jealous, and that's okay. That's okay. As as and also, as well, I think like with with my cousin it was the fact that our babies would have been so close in age. Yeah. And I really, that's always something that we wanted when we were growing up and as adults, that we would have kids really close in age and have our maternity leave together. That was like goals. 
yeah. for us, you yeah, know. I've been really upset that. Must have been really upset. Yeah. So it was that. It was that element of it as well that I think I just and I couldn't talk to her about. I couldn't talk to her about her pregnancy. I felt I just uh, I had to like well you you boundaries and she is all for boundaries mm-hmm. so she totally un- she's like, very good at that she you? totally understood like 100% and there's never any judgment and that's really you know the greatest part about her is that she's just so and that's it there isn't it like no judgment yeah and that's that's what you need around you, you need people like that around you yeah you're not going to judge you and you you know accept how you're feeling and not take it personal yeah she just and... gave me my space yeah and but then obviously when when she went through her loss which she told me and I was able to support her through that um how did you feel in regards to that did you feel you you would bet maybe better equipped to support her or you I did but I felt actually like I did feel like I was better equipped to support her but at the same time I didn't want to um refer back to my situation too much because my situation didn't feel anywhere near as traumatic even though in my mind I was 11 weeks pregnant when I lost my baby and this is the thing this is, yeah I don't, I don't interrupt you but this no. is that this is the thing that frustrates me yeah. so much because you already naturally putting your situation down yeah compared to your cousins when like I keep saying, a loss is a loss. Yeah. And it still impacts the parents, the family, just as much as the trauma difference, but the grief is the same. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I do remember really feeling like, you know, not because of anything that she said or did, but like like you say, it's just yourself, your own. Like, you do it, you, you do know. it naturally. I did I did it, it I did it to myself. After yeah. I lost Zion, the three miscarriages I had before that didn't seem yeah, that yeah, bad like it was it wasn't yeah. that it, like at the time I was devastated yeah, like yeah. I remember Gossip Girl saved my life I sat and watched yeah. that for ages so um but yeah but after having Zion I just thought oh well, that's nothing the miscarriage yeah. is nothing compared to that but actually no it's only as time's gone on that I realized no even it is at that time it, it really is yeah yeah it really is I, I was yeah. devastated um every and all three miscarriages mm. I mean you get number and uh, the yeah, more you experience yeah. the number you you get and, and you don't have necessarily have the expectations I think the first is the hard yeah. because you have all these expectations because yeah, you true. don't think anything can go wrong yeah when yeah. reality hits home and you realize actually shit can go everything wrong. can go wrong yeah yeah then you you know you drop those expectations so mm. when something does go wrong you've almost expected it yeah or willed it yeah but um so the first one I think is always probably the hardest but it's still hard yeah yeah it was really it was a really hard time but then you know time passes and you know I'm busy full-time working in a high energy job yeah (laughs) and so that helps because you kind of it passes the time and um you know me and George went on some amazing holidays on our own and you know and with my son and just enjoyed that and then covid happened yeah and then interestingly on my birthday on or around my but maybe two days before my birthday i found out i was pregnant again that was two years later 